Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome back to the Independent Spouse Podcast. Today, I have been chatting to the wonderful Gems Collins. I honestly believe that military spouses have so many attributes that make them an amazing entrepreneur. All the things that we go through, if you think about, you know, resilience, troubleshooting, time management, multitasking, that drive, all of that that we develop and pick up as a military spouse rolls over so perfectly to being an entrepreneur as well. Gems has experienced military life in the UK growing up. And now, as the wife of a US serving member, she is experiencing it all again, just this time stateside. This episode is a great look at the differences and similarities between our two countries and what we can take away from how the US supports their spouses. It's also packed full with business support that can help you in your own business, especially if you are just starting off. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Gems, and thank you so much for coming to talk to me today all the way from America. You are welcome. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm really intrigued to hear about what spouse life is like in the US. But first, could you give us a little introduction to who you are and how you found yourself living in America? Yes, so I am Gems Collins. Um, I'm currently a business strategist and I am married to a US service member. Interestingly, though, we actually met out in the Middle East in Abu Dhabi. Um, I was working out there on a project for New York University. He was out there on a work trip um, and we met in an Irish bar in the middle of the desert. Um, So after attempting long distance for a while, um, I kind of packed up everything in the Middle East uh, and moved over to America, sort of did the tourist thing for a while whilst we figured out what uh, life was going to look like for us and then we ended up getting married and haven't left ever since. So that's the that's the short version of the longer the longer love story that I like to tell. And you moved to America to follow your lovely husband, and you yeah. have become a business strategist, and you help other military spouses start their own businesses. Is that right? I do. Yes, I help uh, military spouses to create their own businesses. Um, just because, and I'm sure we'll get into this in the podcast, but um, as many of your listeners probably know as well, the constant moving of the military lifestyle makes career progression very difficult um, and there are so many talented and interesting and amazing spouses that struggle to find work and so as I was going through the same process as same process them I decided to just set up on my own because the career aspect was so difficult um, and so I just used kind of my experience and what I'd learned along the way to help other military spouses do the same thing. Yeah, which is something like very similar to what I'm doing. My learned experience of growing my business, leaving my job, losing my way, starting my business and sharing that with other people to show that it is possible to do this despite this craziness that military life throws at us. Um, Our lovely friend Dan is posted out in America at the moment. We visited him for Christmas. He's with the Marines uh, in Miramar doing some Top Gun quoting constantly. That's what he seems to talk about. Love it. That's why he's there. (laughs) So like the the, the civilian population in the US seem to really look after their active service personnel. Which part of it do you think is the best and what do you love most about it? Um, I think you're right. The people in America in general are super, super friendly. What's really interesting is there are some states that aren't as pro-military as others. So what I've experienced in different states I've lived in has been quite interesting. 
Um, but generally, the hospitality of Americans, and especially for me in the South at the moment, is amazing. You know, everybody wants to chat. Of course, as soon as you start speaking with a British accent, you know, they they love just chatting and finding out more about you. But there is such a real support for um, military people. And one thing that I still find odd is that as soon as they find out that my husband is military or that I'm a military spouse, they kind of thank me for my service. And I find that very strange. Um, and I know that it's never anything that I kind of experienced UK side when my, my dad was serving. But yeah, I think the support for the military in the majority of states is something that's really welcoming um, and just really nice to be a part of. It's been it's it's very different. Um, but I say when someone thanks you for like your service as a military spouse, I don't really know how to reply to it. But it's, you know, it's really nice to hear that people appreciate what you've sacrificed to be a part of it as well. Yeah, and such a difference, I think, to that's having that recognition. So I think in the UK, I think here people are very supportive of the armed forces. Well, the majority I have found are very supportive, but it's that recognition of the spouse or the partner and the sacrifices that we've having together and the sacrifices that we've had to make as well. Um, I yeah. just don't think there's that sort of recognition there. Yeah, and I think that's why it hit me so much when I came here, because, you know, growing up in a military family in the UK wasn't anything it wasn't different because, you know, that's kind of how you're brought up. But I don't remember ever feeling it was anything, you know, there was no, not appreciation because that sounds kind of rude, but there was never that, oh, you're in the military, thanks for everything that you do for the country, blah, blah, blah. It was just, you know, oh, that's your job. Whereas here, there is very much, it's at the forefront, I think, of a lot of um, just American life, you know, the service that people provide and, um yeah, it's it's that was something that was really eye opening when I came. Out. I think maybe the the patch the the way that Americans feel about the country is very different. Well, they they have the whole you know they pledge allegiance to the flag at school every morning. They talk about freedom a lot more than we ever did in the UK, and I think you know them being free from the UK is obviously quite a big part of it. They're still a relatively new country in the grand scheme of things, so I think that still um, is kind of ingrained through them from a very young age and that you know freedom you know the the freedom of americans and it's the land of the free because of the brave all that kind of stuff is very prevalent through young age into adulthood and it's something that they're taught you know from day one yeah and i think we could do a little bit of that it might be quite nice to uh, just a little bit of pride in our own forces um i think it's a positive thing and a good thing to share yeah um so UK spouses move a lot. Yes. So I, as everybody knows, move house far too often. Um, you have put in the form that you filled out that it's a little bit different in the US because you move entire states. And obviously it's a big country and each state is a very different place. How is it different and how has it um, affected your employment and your business life? Um, so employment wise, it's incredibly challenging because, for example, we came from Washington state, which is... Um, you know, hustle and bustle, busy, loads of opportunities, loads of stuff going on. And we lived in an area that would operate regardless of whether there was a military installation there or not. So the military installation was like an add-on, um, but, you know, life carried on. So I was able to find a job, um, you know, in a big city and it was a good job and um, it kept me busy and I was interested in it and blah, blah. And then, you know, we moved to Alabama where, the place that we live in, and this is quite true of a lot of other uh, military installations, is the town that surrounds us is really only functional because the military base is here. So the military installation has so much impact on the town around it that if it wasn't here, the town wouldn't be here. The problem with that is that the prospects for jobs are then very limited to 
you know, dining service, um, working at the commissary, which is like the, you know, like a naffy. And not trying to be disrespectful, but for me, that wasn't the way that I wanted to go. And so, you know, if that's what you want to do, then more power to you. That's brilliant. But you're very much constrained by your location. So if you move somewhere where there's very little um, job prospects, then, you know, your career kind of takes a, a back seat for the next minimum two years, maybe longer. And for me, you know, I had 15 years of a career behind me that to go from that to then like no opportunity at all was really something I really, really struggled with. And like you said, I felt lost and you know, lost my independence. And it's something that a lot of military wives struggle with. Yeah, it's getting slightly better here because we've got the amazing Recruit for Spouses and there is the new Forces Families Jobs platform that was just launched. And it is helping to make it that little bit better for the spouses and partners of um, serving personnel. So have you found sort of um, the partners and the spouses that you help, are they really, do they feel slightly flat about the fact of their employment prospects or are they really passionate and trying to get excited about starting their own business? Um, honestly, it's a mix of the two. I generally try to work with um, what I call purpose-led um, entrepreneurs. So people who are starting a business that is impactful into the world. So it's not just about them like making money. It's about them wanting to make a difference in the world. So I generally work with people who are hugely motivated about sort of starting a business anyway. But the fact that that desire to start a business came from the fact that they were struggling to find a job elsewhere, if that makes sense. So it's kind of twofold. But you know, recently I've worked with a lot of women who knew they wanted to do something, but they didn't know what that thing was. So they were going through the whole, you know, like, I know I've got something to offer, but I don't know what it is and I don't know how to start. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment with my clients is, you know, I want to do something. I'm not sure what it is and I can't find a job that helps me, I guess, scratch that itch. Yeah. I have a lot of people that come to me, um, that are also like that they know that they had an amazing career and they've maybe stopped to have children or they've stopped because it just doesn't fit around service life and they know that they've got the passion and the it's sort of the drive to start their own business but it's just not knowing what to do so what is your either your best tips or what is your first bit of advice for somebody who finds themselves at that point um so for me honestly the first thing that if if it's someone who wants to start a business, I tell them that they need to really figure out the why behind their business. So wanting to start a business is all well and good. Um, but if you don't really understand the why behind it, then when it gets to those challenging parts of growing and starting and scaling your business, if you don't have a really strong why, that's the, the reason why the majority of businesses fail. Um, because there's nothing pushing you through that, like that really challenging part. So um, I get people to think about, you know, who can benefit them from starting a business? Who do they want to serve? Why is it important to them? Why is it important to their family? You know, who's going to be, who are they making proud by doing this? Because if you've got that solid foundation of why you want to do this business and why you want to make it happen, then when you get to those times where you're like, oh, I just want to quit or this isn't worth it, I'm wasting my time, blah, blah, blah. If you can revisit those reasons, that's just going to be the motivation that you need to push past that and then carry on going and then kind of see the light on the other side. Yeah, especially when you're sat at home working by yourself and your mm -hmm. husband's deployed or your partner's deployed um, and you're just sort of slugging away on your business thinking, why on earth am I doing this? To refocus back to the start and to the why you're doing it and to who you're helping really makes such a difference. So it's such a mm -hmm. business tip. Do you ever have those moments where you're just a bit fed up or you're a bit homesick or you just want to give up? Uh, yes. <laughs> and honestly, so homesick is the biggest one. Like I... 
struggle a lot being away from friends and family. And then honestly, British people, I know it sounds crazy because, you know, Britain and America, we speak the same language. You kind of think, oh, America is just a really big version of England, but it's not. Um, and one of the main differences that I found is sense of humor. Like, I think I'm hilarious. And I know English people get my sense of humor, but Americans don't. And it's not disrespectful in any way. It's just very different understandings of um, intonation and what words mean in certain ways, kind of what, kind of thing. So I, I've struggled with some of that sometimes. And when I have those moments and I'm like, nobody gets me, I'm tired. My husband isn't here. I'm trying to do everything on my own. Like, I just want to go and have a cup of tea with some British people. Like, sometimes I have those moments, but that's when I take a step back and I'm like, okay, but I'm in America. I'm with the man I'm meant to be with. I'm changing people's lives. Like, it's just having the ability to bring yourself out of that funk and realize, you know, there's a bigger picture here and there's, you know, people that need me as much as I need to wallow in my own self-pity. So it's just kind of, being able to get yourself out of those funks at the right time. Yeah, I've got a lot of people who I put a post about interviewing you today, and there was a lot of people that commented that they either are in the middle of a US posting or they're about to go over there. Um, what would you say to them if they are a little bit homesick or, or have a little bit of intrepidation about moving over there? Um, just embrace it for what it is, because there will be those moments when you miss home. But I would imagine that you're probably only going to be here for two or three years, which in the grand scheme isn't a, isn't a long time. And there's so much that you can do and see in America in that period of time. Like I've got one of my friends is here. They're um, over training, help training. So they're from England. They're on like an exchange program. So they're here for three years. And, you know, when she found out she was coming to Alabama for three years, she was like, uh, are you freaking kidding me? Like what? But when you realize how easy it is to get to other parts of America and experience such different things in a short space of time, you can really, really make the most of it. Like we could go to, like we went to visit my brother for two days. He was on holiday in Florida down in uh, Universal Studios. So we literally drove down two nights, drove back up and I experienced a whole new state. Um, I went to Universal Studios for a weekend. You know, there's so much opportunity to do stuff whilst you're here that you just have to embrace it. But also, you know, there are English people around, there are English things around. And if you tell someone you're from England, you've all like made a new friend because they're just so interested about it. So just embrace it and make the most of it because the great thing about America is that you have so many different cultures and communities and countries in one country, if that makes sense. You can, you can experience so much different stuff. Oh, it sounds like great fun. I need a foreign posting. I do. Yes. Do it. Come to Alabama. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, like I said before, this military life is crazy. And sometimes it's really tough. But things like foreign postings get you excited. Um, and all these different opportunities is worthwhile. And for some of us, it's just starting our own business is the opportunity that we didn't necessarily think we would have done before. But, you know, we've been thrown into this world and we've started our own business. So who are the spouses either over in the US or in the UK or anywhere really that you have found that really inspire you or you find really interesting? Um, gosh, I've been lucky enough to meet some incredible spouses. And for me, it's really the women who have taken on both the responsibilities as a military spouse and created a business at the same time because it's easy to you know when you create a business you can almost separate yourself from your spouse because there's so much going on that you've got to deal with and they're off you know doing their own thing as well but for me it's the the people that have been able to create a business around their 
I don't want to call it duties, but around what they do to support their husbands or wives or whatever it is in the military. So when I first moved to Washington, there was a, you know, like, you know, when you buy stuff from Etsy and you think I'm just buying it from Etsy, she was a woman who had an Etsy page and she was creating things to sell on Etsy. So seeing it from that other side, she created this business that she worked in with her roles as, um, they call them FRG leaders. So family readiness groups. So like family support groups um, to help other spouses who are new to the military. Um, so she created this business around everything that she was doing as a military spouse as well. And it was just seeing people like her, you know, make it happen. She had this thing that was hers that gave her that satisfaction of creation and making something, but also, you know, being a really good military spouse, supporting her husband, being visible in the military community, supporting new people into that community. So those people who really just get up and get after it and make it happen and make a difference um, for me have just been hugely inspirational in just seeing how possible it is. You know, it is possible that he has his dreams and you have yours and you can both do it and you can do it together. And sometimes it's not being the next Alan Sugar. It's just having that confidence again and having something that belongs to you that isn't wife of or husband of or the plus exactly. one. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like you say, you don't have to create the next, you know, Apple or whatever. It doesn't have to be the, the biggest new invention or the, the biggest business, but it's just something where you're doing something for you that's making a difference, A, to you, but also you're adding something to other people's lives, whether that's creating little, you know, signs or whether that's offering coaching or whether that's being a, um, you know, you're teaching someone how to play an instrument, whatever it is, you're harnessing your talents and sharing them with someone else making a difference to them and then giving you that sense of self and independence. And, you know, like you say, you're not Mrs. X anymore. You're, Hey, I'm so-and-so and I do this. And is there any support from the department of defense around that? In terms of growing a business? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, there are programs, you know, that what's really good is there's a lot of free stuff for military spouses, or there's a lot of grants and scholarships that are available. A lot of them to help further education. Um, and there is something called the Rosie Network, which is for entrepreneurs to help them, you know, it will take them through um, the steps to start up a program and there's mentorship and things involved in that as well, which is growing. Um, but it's not hit and miss. That's really terrible. They're doing really great things. It's that the reach, you know, there's 50, 50 states that they're trying to hit. And at the moment, I think they're in seven. So the size of America makes it really difficult to get a level playing field across every single state. And so I found that when we were down in Alabama, it was really hard to kind of find any resources. It was always happening in DC or San Diego or San Antonio. So there are resources available to people and they are excellent. Um, sometimes it's not easy to just find out about them because as I say, as America is just so, so big. And then one thing that's happened recently is like in America, you have to relicense in every state that you go to. So if you're a nurse, your license to practice in one state, you have to relicense when you go to another state and you have to pay for that relicensure. But what they have just done is implement, um, like they'll reimburse you for the cost of your relicensing. So they are starting to identify the issues that military spouses face and deal with them. Um, but as I say, it's such a big country that rollout just takes so much time. Yeah, I think they're starting that with um, the Scotland-England crossover. I think there's a few things such as I was speaking to a GP the other day and a pharmacist, and I think you can work one way, but not the other. Um, and there's little tiny things that just is making it, it's just adding an extra hurdle to mm -hmm. spousal employment or self-employment. 
but that's where you come in so you are stepping up and you are coaching people and supporting them and you have an academy I've heard can you tell me about that I do yeah so my business is essentially based around what I've called the elite academy and it is a six-month program um, to help take people from um, you know, kind of wanting to start a business or having a business, um, a small scale business and implementing strategies and processes to grow, launch and scale that business. So it's like um, it's one to one coaching interspersed with an online program that they go through with self-paced. So it's really taking them from like, hey, I've got this idea, but I don't really know how to roll with it to formulating a really solid, specific idea and then how they can grow it, market it, scale it um, and then just you know, say get that sense of like achievement of accomplishment of launching a business. And then, you know, some of these women are now, you know, massive and they're making huge impacts. And some of them are just doing it because they want to create something from home that they can, you know, it's something that they do from them. So I work with you know, a real variety of people as well. But the Academy was really to just help those people who are like, I want something, I need to do it, but I just don't know how to start or what I need to do. And it's so important just to have the tools. You know, we've got the ability to move house and to send our partners to war zones. So we can do amazing things. We just sometimes mm-hmm. need a little, you know, bit of help, a little bit of support and maybe the tools to be able to do these things for ourselves. And I, was just, I, I honestly believe that military spouses have so many attributes that make them an amazing entrepreneur. All the things that we go through, if you think about, you know, resilience, troubleshooting, time management, multitasking, that drive, all of that that we develop and pick up as a military spouse rolls over so perfectly to being an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, it's so true. And so much patience. I've noticed that mid-move. Oh, patience. <laughs> so the Academy is up and running. It sounds brilliant. It sounds it sounds like something that we all need. Uh, what is the plan for the next five years? Where are you taking your business? So for me, I would I want to go global. Um, you know, at the moment I focus heavily on US military spouses because that's where I'm based and that's the experience that I'm having right now. But you know, I want to help as many military spouses as is physically possible to realize the beauty of entrepreneurship and create their own business on a global scale. Because like I said, military spouses make amazing entrepreneurs. So the amount of businesses that could be started, the impact it could have in the world, the amount of change that these people could have, um, I think the potential is absolutely huge. And so I just want to help as many people as possible across the world to kind of unleash their inner entrepreneur to harness it and make it something incredible yeah and we can do that thank goodness for the internet um mm-hmm. it's true there's you know we spoke earlier about how america is different to the uk but i think we all have these same sort of skill sets and ability to become amazing entrepreneurs and to run amazing businesses yeah yeah and like you say thank god for technology because if i was trying to do this 15 20 years ago i'd be handwriting 17 billion letters and you know it just wouldn't be as feasible as it is now at all no, it's so much better. Um, so we're coming towards the end and I traditionally make all my poor guests do the quick fire questions. So I'm going to take you through them. Are you ready? So ready. Hit me. So the first one is always, who would you most like to hear from on the Independent Spouse podcast? Oh my goodness, me. I'd like to get some of these big decision makers on here. So I don't know, honestly, and I should do, but the chain of command in the military, like get them on and be like, what are you doing for military spouses? Like, what is the perception of them with you guys? And how are you making change to make our lives more, I don't want to say easier, but offer us more opportunities to create the things that we want to. Yeah. And take away those hurdles. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the next one is the independent spouse is all about the positives of military life and inspiring people. So what do you do to stay inspired? Um, I lo- well, I love podcasts. Um, as you say that, honestly, the amount of military spouse podcasts that I listen to, um, because they're so real, there's no BS about it. They're funny. And it's those anecdotes of like, oh, you know, move number 75, you know, give me the tips, you know, those things that are so they're helpful, but they're funny. Um, and then some of them, you know, you go, go into the deeper levels of like dealing with deployments and that kind of thing. So I am always inspired by listening to other military spouses share their story, like exactly what you're doing to inspire other people. Cause I get inspired by that as well. Cause I just think they're amazing. And there's so many great ones. There are. And also it's just a brilliant way to know that you're not alone. It's really important to know that when you're living in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have them on sometimes. Um, and like when I hear yours, I'm like, it's like listening to my bestie in the car because it's a British accent. You know, I'm like connecting on that level. But it is, it's just about having your friends in your car with you who get you um, and who offer so much insight and value into a world that you're living. So yeah, I just think military inspired podcasts are amazing. Oh, I like them. I love a podcast. Love a good podcast. <laughs> um, and what do you wish you'd known before you'd started this journey, whether it was, you know, moving to the US with your husband or starting your own business? What do you wish you had told yourself when you first started? Um, that nothing will ever go according to the plan that you make it, which for me was hard because I am such a planner. Um, but then actually that's a good thing. You know, sometimes the plan isn't the best plan so you've just got to like go with the flow I wish I'd been told to just let go of my need to control everything and just go with it because being a control freak in the military just two things that don't go together so yeah I think I wish I'd known that but I've learned it now um uh, the hard way but yeah trying to control things in the military is just it's never gonna happen so let it go <laughs> <laughs> or just make a plan basically yeah, yeah. Plan. Um, <laughs> That is it, Gems. I have loved talking to you today. It's brilliant that I can talk to somebody the other side of the world um, and get to know you properly. If I'm interested in following your business, where can I find you? Um, So you can find me on Facebook under my name, Gems Collins. You can also find me on Instagram, gems.collins, or I'm sure this will shock you, website, gemscollins.com. So, but not to be confused with Gemma Collins of TOWIE, just put an out there. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's the other one. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been brilliant to hear your story, to see how it works in the US, um, and generally just have a nice chat. So thank you so much. No, thank you. I really appreciate it, Jess. I've loved it. Thank you. Another big thank you again to Gems for such a great and informative interview. Do make sure you head over to Facebook, check out her academy and get involved. I will, of course, be back next week with another inspiring episode. So I shall see you then.